Louise McSharry on 2FM. As a therapist, Joe Slattery has worked for over a decade in family support, crisis intervention and addiction issues. But he has also combined his passion for horses and his experience with horses and what that did for him with his work and setting up JS Equine Therapies and is the Irish Network Coordinator for the Equine Assisted Growth and Learning Association. And uh, I'm so delighted that he's come on because I think we all are curious about equine therapy and what it is about horses that is just so magical. Joe, thank you so much for coming on to chat to me today. No worries, you're welcome and uh, congrats there on getting that right. Thank a bit you. of a mouthful. <laughs> Not at all. Sure, that, That's the job, Joe, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I've yeah. mentioned a few times now in, in the show today that Britney Spears posted this week about equine therapy being a part of her treatment. And it's something I suppose that I've seen in mm-hmm. films and on television over the years. But you kind of came to it in quite an organic way, didn't you? You found horses were quite helpful for you when you were growing up. Well, yes, you know, I, I grew up in, I suppose, a hostile environment. It was a rough area and uh, we were just really lucky that horses were part of my life back then. And obviously I didn't know anything about, you know, the benefits of being around them other than I enjoyed being with them, you know. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't kind of years later until you really looked at it uh, from a therapeutic point of view of what was I actually getting from being around them, you know. So, yeah, so I, I've always had a love for them. My, my mother's family, working class family, were all horse people, you know, coal merchants and, and that. So in a way, it was probably in my DNA, uh, just this love for horses, you know. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because that's, I mean, I associated with Ireland. Maybe it is in other countries as well, but kind of horses being in urban areas. Um, you know, I, I haven't mm. seen it anywhere else. Uh, where does that come from, do you think? It, because it was the working class areas and, you know, back in those days, people, they, they worked hard, they grafted to make money. So they were coal merchants, they were rag and bone men, they run, went around on the horse and cart and, and the four wheeler removing rubbish or whatever the case may be. I suppose the things you might now see someone in a pickup truck doing, you know, mm. uh, because, the, you know, a lot of people left school early, so they didn't go into mainstream education. They didn't go into that side of uh, work. And so what they done was grafted. And obviously horses are strong, durable animals and they use them to help them to make a living, you know. Uh, so I think that's how they came into the working class uh, uh, urban areas. And, you know, uh, horses have been part of Irish history from, from the get go. You know, they've always been here. And before we had the euros, you know, the horses, the horse was on the, the, the money, the 20 cents, you know. Mm. So there's always been a passion there for them. But. I suppose it was never highlighted in the working areas because I suppose it's not fashionable. So, you know, it's horse racing, the sport of kings, you know, so mm. it was the horse race and it was the hunt and it was all that kind of side of history that was shown. But horses have always been in other areas and societies of Ireland. Uh, it's just never been the same level of notoriety, you know. Mm. And so because of your family, you had horses around you. And when do you remember first realising that you had kind of a connection with them? Uh, my first pet was a donkey and it was probably with the donkey. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, and I used to, I, I used to spend a lot of time. So I was always, a sh- I, I was shy as a kid, you know, I, I, I was insecure. I had, uh, 
no kind of self-worth for myself and you know i didn't think much of myself so in, in even with that then it's kind of hard to socialize with other people you know mm. so you know i had friends that i hung around with that, that you kind of think of now it's kind of like when your parents say oh he's hanging with a bad crowd you know mm. uh, but i wasn't we were all hanging together because we had a common uh a common interest was we, we were all probably going through stuff and even though we'd spend time together, most of them you wouldn't trust them as far as you'd throw them, you know, but yet you'd still hang out in this environment of with people uh, just simply because there's a comfort in knowing that no one was better than anyone else. We were all struggling, you know. Uh, but outside that, you know, I wouldn't have went to hang out with people that were high achievers or doing well because I felt that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't fit in or I would have been judged or, you know, that they wouldn't want to know me so mm-hmm. because of my own insecurities. So I would spend a lot of my time with, with this donkey, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lot of alone time with him. And then we just, I'd just be in his company and it just made me feel good, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I, there's one time, you know, horses and, and donkeys are all kind of the same thing, really, but... Uh, he was we were out and he's out in the back garden and he was lying down which means he's in a very vulnerable position because they're prey animals you know mm. but I was able to lie down into him and, and cuddle into his front legs you know and just lay there yeah. uh, and I never I never forgot that feeling of doing that you know it was just it was just I suppose lovely it's a, a lovely warm feeling you know yeah. Uh, and it just it just went from there. It, it never stopped, you know. And in in and out, you know, I, I travelled quite a bit and I went to different places. Things got better for me. And obviously, then you know, you're away from horses because you wouldn't have the time to to take care of them. So I wouldn't have horses for a while. But I was always drawn back to them. Or if I saw a horse in the field, I'd nearly break my neck to turn around to make sure I could see it as long as I could see it. Or if you were passing in the car. Yeah. So it's it's always been a passion and a love. Uh, but I'm certainly there's nothing unique about that from my side. You know, it's it's. Irish society are in love with horses, you know. Yeah. So tell me then when you started down the the route of equine therapy. Yeah. So as with most things, it happened by accident. Mm -hmm. So, you know, long story short, so I, you know, I moved down with my life. Things got great. I went and trained as addiction counsellor and I started working with a service in Limerick, working with underheadings with drug use. Uh, and their and their families and one of my colleagues at the time said oh look there's this demo in a day or w- with horses do you want to go and of course when I had horses I didn't care what it was I was like yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> let's go you know so I'm in so I went to this demo of the gala model and I just I mean, within 15 minutes I was in love with it I was in love with the whole ethos around it and the ethical side of it and the the fact that you know it's solution focused which is kind of where I was coming from with my job anyway and I, what I mean by that is uh, the expert on a person is the person and mm. with time and space and enough uh, opportunities they'll figure out what they want to do next so you're yeah. not going to end dictating on you should do this or you should do that what yeah. you're kind of saying is look what do you want to do what would you like to do what do you think would work best for you so you're empowering the person to make their own decisions and that was the ethos of the Gala model you know yeah. uh, so it was like wow you know I went back into my boss I was full of enthusiasm I was like I, this will work I, I want to do this you know yeah. Uh, but I went away then and trained at the time in Ireland it was still fairly new mm. uh, so I had to go to England quite a bit to do my training and then I went and trained I, I got an advanced certification in the Agala model and at the time I, I was the only one in the country who had that level of experience but as part of getting that I had to go to America and go to one of the conferences and mm. there's quite a lot involved of you know recording sessions dissecting sessions 
going to a supervisor, getting feedback on what I was doing right, what I was doing wrong, and and just building up my experience from there, you know. And what does it like? What does it look like? Like if I'm going to, you know, experience equine therapy, how does it work, and and why does it work? Yeah. So first of all, kind of equine therapy is a very broad term that everyone uses that is working with horses to help people, you know. Yeah. So I, I think from, from an Irish perspective, and most people would agree with this, we need to differentiate uh, who is doing what because people like anyone else in society are getting confused of what they're signing up for, you know. Yeah. So, for example, you have equine therapy where people are using horse riding for uh, physical and intellectual disabilities. Sure. And that is that's probably been around the longest. It's been around for a very long time. Mm. Uh, and how that works is, I heard you saying there that you have children. So mm. when when you're rocking your child to soothe them, you're releasing the cortisol. I think it is the chemical cortisol, yeah. and that calms the child. Yeah. So for people then with intellectual disabilities or people who are high on the, the spectrum that are spending a lot of time maybe in a a sense of anxiety because you know they don't the world around them is not kind of maybe fitted for for the yeah. way they see the world what they do when they go horse riding the, the movement of the horse is the equivalent of rocking a baby right. releases that cortisol and calms them down you know so they get that good feeling Hmm. Uh, but what we do from the Agala model is, is counselling. So it's counselling or psychotherapy, depending on what your qualification is, through yeah. the interaction with horses. Uh, but up to, you know, up to the last few years, it was very hard to explain why horses. Uh, yeah. I mean, I used to just kind of call it the magic of horses. But thankfully, there's been so much interest in it in the last 10 years. There's a lot of research being done on it. There's been a lot of research on, well, what is, what is it about feeling good that you feel good when you're on the horse? So there's uh, the heart. Math, the Heart Math Institute have been doing a lot of research around it. And if you take it from the human perspective, okay, so what they figured out is that we have an electromagnetic field that is around our heart, you know, so mm-hmm. it's a level of, of intelligence that's actually on a frequency that's higher than the brain. So that, that electromagnetic frequency actually expands out to maybe eight to ten foot around around the human. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of like, I, in a way, I kind of think it's like, you know, when you say, Jesus, there's something about that person, they have an aura about them or yeah. there's something about them, you know, or when I'm with them, they just make me feel calm. And I'm wondering, you know, it, it could be that magnetic field. Mm. But what they've done now is research with horses and they found out horses have the same magnetic field, but it's about five times wider than a human's and it's also at a higher frequency. Wow. So what they've come up with is when a human is in the presence of a horse, the because the horse's frequency is higher than the human's, the, the human heart will align with the horse's heart. Okay. And it creates that level of connection. And because horses, uh, they, they live in the present, okay, because they're a prey animal, they don't think of the past and they don't think of the forward, they're constantly in the present, which is we're always trying to get to through mindfulness, you know. Yeah. So they have this level of, of they're already there and their heart rhythm is a coherent heart rhythm. Yeah. Uh, and what that means is when you're feeling good, Louise, or you know, you're feeling calm, and you're feeling relaxed, that's the heart rhythm you're at. Yeah. So when you're with horses, the, your heart, even though you might have a level of anxiety when you come in or you know your heart is beating a bit faster when you're with the horses it aligns with the horses which and that's where the calming comes from that's where the blood pressure goes down that's where the the endorphins are being released and now there's scientific evidence to prove well this is the magic this is what's happening when you're with horses and why you feel good around them and so so what does it you know i'm thinking like are you having conversations around horses are Mm. you are you just spending like is it literally just spending time with a horse no so as as i said when when you're coming in you're actually coming in for therapy you're coming in for counseling so when someone phones me 
uh, you know, my first question is, well, what's your expectations? What are you hoping to get? You yeah. know, what's you know, what made you call me today? And sometimes like, people will say, look, I, you know, they might be calling for uh, the, their son or daughter or, or their partner and say, look, uh, look, he, he's just kind of struggling and he likes horses, you know, or yeah. he's he's on uh, the spectrum and he just likes being around horses. And, you know, I would say, look, well, what we do is counselling and there has to be a level of processing involved yeah. of, uh, during the therapy of an emer- a metaphoric process. So, you know, if, if you're in a, a counselling session in an office face to face, well, the focus is internal. How yeah. are you today? How are you feeling? How are you coping? OK, yeah. uh, and it works really well for a lot of people. But for others, it's, it's an extremely intimidating sure. prospect. So when we're working with the horses, the focus is external. It's yeah. not about you. It's about the horses. So what's going on with the horses today? How do you think they're feeling? What are you noticing out there? Which horse is grabbing your attention? Well, what is it about that horse? And what you're doing is you're using a model called non-interpretive language. So we don't lead the person in any way on what they're seeing and what they're experiencing. Uh, but by by that interaction of, of you know, either interacting with the horses or viewing them from a distance, it depends what the person wants to do because you, you, it's, it's a self-learning. So they'll yeah. decide if they want to get right up next to the horses they want to interact with them a lot of times the horses will engage with that person anyway even if they stand back and it's about okay so what's going on for the horses what's the experience and what they'll do is what which which is really unique and it's very hard to explain is horses are very similar to humans in the sense that they're a social animal okay mm. and there is a pecking order you'll have the the dominant one you'll have the submissive one you'll have the one to push the boundaries you'll have the cheeky little one you know uh, and so when they're very similar to humans and human families so when the person's with them uh, what we will say is you know the session will start to say look is there something particular you want to work on some will say yes and, and say what that is others will say no i'm not really sure and we always start the same way after you do your safety talk. It's like, you know, go out and spend some time, some time with the horses and see what comes up for you. And when you're ready, come back to us. So myself and my colleague, the, the way the Gala model works, it's a team approach. So you have to have a trained mental health professional, uh, a therapist or a psychotherapist, you know, mm. and then you also have a trained equine specialist. So my job as a therapist is for the person's emotional safety, but also help them join the dots of what they're experiencing with the horses in the arena to other aspects of their life. Oh, uh, and sense. in the equine... Uh, Sorry, I was just going to yeah. say... So they, it's it sounds yeah. it sounds brilliant and it makes total sense to me because obviously you know you can you can figure out so much about yourself from talking about other things like you know those those reflections they come don't they? Oh, they do they do and the horses and I, this is the part I can't explain but I've seen it so many times now and it just leaves me with my mouth open saying wow you know because you know I know these horses I'm around them all the time so and when there's no one with them they're just horses being horses and yeah. they lead away and they'll do what they're doing you know, and they're quite content uh, but when they're, when people are in there with them the horses they behave in a manner that's not normal horse behaviour and it always seems to resonate with the person you know like a, a simple example would be uh we had a mother and a daughter come in and the daughter didn't want to go to college and she was kind of I suppose, stuck in where she was. She was, she was kind of just not moving on and the mother was really kind of pushy. So, you know, I want yeah. her to go to college. She needs to go to college. She says, no, I don't want to go. And, and they're in there. And then I had big horses and small horses and the big horse uh, bit the small horse in its rear hind and pushed it forward, maybe about five or six feet. And the, and the mom goes, that's me pushing her, isn't it? I, I'm pushing her away, aren't I? Like, wow. I don't know, is that what's happening out there, you know? So yeah, they, they do stuff, you know. Yeah. They send yeah, the, they send it, the so messages. It, 
Yeah, uh, they, they, they seem to just reenact what that person wants to see, you know. Yeah, uh, and maybe that's more. See, there, there's so much more to horses than people understand. They are so, so strong in emotional intelligence. And yeah. it's only in the last couple of years people are really looking at yeah. how sensitive and how in tune these animals are. Yeah. Uh, and their I'm, abilities, you know. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I, I have to go or else the next show is going to be come in here and hit me over the head. Um, but I have so, <laughs> so enjoyed learning about equine therapy from you, Joe. Um, and if people want to check out Joe's work, you can go to jsequinetherapies.it. It's Joe Slattery. Joe, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. Louise McSherry on 2FM.